Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Brian Taylor Marshall. Next to me is another person who is also a part of the podcast named Cammie. Hey, Cammie. Hi. How's it going? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well. I hope you're all doing well. If you're just joining us, this is Mystery with an IE, a podcast that every week we pick a story or myth or anything really and legend urban legend we we discussed it recently yeah absolutely so um feel free to go through a catalog and listen to the one about i don't know pick one (laughs) that's how it works so anyway we've got uh, a nice one today um last week we did clowns that was interesting and this guy is not a clown uh this is the infamous or famous pirate blackbeard correct was he real i according to my research he was real well then there we go that's it that's it podcast podcast. all right (laughs) one minute boom yeah he's it's it's kind of funny how it works and you know i before we um get into it i wanted to bring something up to you that i wrote a note for um i was on reddit and i can't remember what subreddit i was on it might have been The Last Kingdom. It might have been just a history one. But there was this guy um, who, you know, revisionist history is a popular, semi-popular thing. It can sure. be kind of extremely unpopular to try and revise history. And sometimes it's really weird how people try and go about revising it. And seem, it's, it seems very targeting. Um, and, and the history field itself can be very just mean. Uh, he was claiming Alf, King Alfred... Um, like the English guy yes, yeah. in the ninth century? Yes, ninth century. You know century. how I know that? Yeah. The crossword from the New York Times last night Oh, uh, well, look at you. <laughs> Go ahead and adjust your monocle, geez. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. King, he was um, a uh, Saxon king. Um, he, you know, England was super divided. It was, an, but, it, you know, he he was the kind of the first person that had the idea of what they would call Angleland, the the land of Angles. Angleland, yeah. Um, and uh, eventually, so he he he's kind of credited with being a founding father of of England. Um, and this guy was like, no, I I, I have evidence not. And it was, I I looked into it a little bit. Um, I kind of initially just kind of brushed it off, but I looked I, I scrolled through a little bit, and it was funny because one guy had posted, "What about this primary source that directly talks about him from the period?" And he didn't <laughs> respond to that. So I just wanted to ask what you thought about revisionist history and if you would feel like, um, like the, the same guy, he said Plato's not real and stuff like that. What? It just made me interested. Yeah. Yeah. So wait a second. So they're just... They're people... This this guy, he, he thinks certain primary sources either are incorrect or he has primary sources that shows to him that history isn't what it seems. Okay. I do agree that history is... Well, I don't know if this is his point at all. Sure. But I do think that we only get the sources for, that survived. Yeah. Or sources that talk about... Sources that talk about those sources yeah. that have survived. Mm-hmm. So, like, it may not be a direct... Oh, but somebody that read yeah. such and such a thing. Yeah. And we also only get sources from people who... Usually were prominent males with a lot of money. Sure, sure. At yeah. least merchant class, mm-hmm. like to get, you know, something written down. So I mean, yeah, his there's a lot of history that's probably very different than how we well, see we actually, it. Actually, yeah. But I mean, if 
somebody from the time is writing, you know, that Plato existed, and I just don't see how you can say he yeah. didn't. You know what I'm saying? Well, it, what it makes me think of. I mean, we have sources from Plato. Right. I think of this really uh, funny line from the NBC show Community mm-hmm. that I'm a big fan of. There's this great scene where this the main character, Joel McHale's character, has met this um, ex-boyfriend of one of the female characters, and he's the super aloof guy. Like, he just seems so cool. Um, mm-hmm. But he's very, like, he works at a, uh, a carnival, or a circus. Like, he, okay. he manages, like, a, a booth there. And... Um, Joel McHale's like, why are you, you know, why are you so chill? Like, what is your secret and stuff? And he has this line about something that Joel McHale asked him about, about why he doesn't care. And he just, he says, um, it doesn't, uh, it don't uh, change how mustard tastes. I've heard that before. Uh, yeah, it might've been from me. And I just like that. And I was like, <laughs> and I just want to be like, all right, look, you, you can, you don't have to believe Alfred's real. You can have these things. But it, it was the way he presented it that was really interesting. And I was like, is it gonna, it's not going to change how mustard tastes, right. like what you're presenting and stuff. I, but So I, 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 revisionist history is always welcome, but um, it was just interesting. Uh, I just thought it was fun. And it, anyway, going into Blackbeard, I thought it was um, funny because when I was looking into it, there was a, a, a people have to make the point of like, this guy was actually real. This yeah. Making those, those efforts were uh, backing up your stories with something is interesting. Um, well, what's your source for your tellings? <laughs> I, I do have a primary source. Yeah. yeah. Um, a general history of the pirates from their first rise in settlement to the island of Providence to present time. Captain Charles Johnson. Yeah. So he was a, a seafarer at the right. time. And he wrote about, he especially wrote about Anne Bonny and Mary, what's her name? Oh, the yeah. Pirate ladies. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, but yeah, he's... He did have a huge section on Blackbeard, yeah. um, several chapters actually, and so what the I guess the thing about this particular podcast that we're doing today, yeah, this episode is that what I have is probably mostly correct, mm-hmm. but it was written by someone who might have been superstitious or may believe some of the the tales about Blackbeard at the time because he just terrorized people. Sure. Like, that was his point. Yeah, this is, you know, um, Blackbeard was born probably 1660, died 1718, so this is the time frame we're talking about, so. Yeah. Um, But, so, I'm going to go off with kind of a story of his life, and then Bryant's going to tell me how true it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Because I only have one source that I look (laughs) at. Because there's there's no... well, there are stories about him, like he's unkillable and stuff like that. Right. There's not like a, oh, let me let me tell the you a little tale, tale of Black of Blackbeard. Bear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> While you're drinking your grog. You yeah. know? <laughs> so it was said that Edward Teach was born in Bristol, England. He tried his hand at privateering, but he never commanded his own ship. Um, when he was called to the port of Jamaica, or when he called the port of Jamaica his home. So basically he... He was doing the privateering, but he was never, like, a captain. Um, he decided to go pirating under the command of Captain Benjamin Horngood. And he was quickly put in charge of a sloop that they had captured. This was in 1716. By 1717, Horngood had surrendered. So they had a good year. Yeah. And then that was it. But before that, the two sailed the east coast of America. They captured several ships on the way up the coast and returned to the West Indies with their bounty. 
When they arrived, Horngood gave Teach the French gunnymen that they captured. Teach wasted no time in mounting guns on his new ship, 40 of them. Which I think the average ship probably had around 20, you know, 15 to 20 guns. And that's this, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a lot to manage. Then he named her Queen Anne's Revenge. Right. So that's the, the origin of the boat. Right, right. <laughs> Mete. So he made his, his first move as a true pirate captain by taking siege uh, of the Great Allen. I guess it's a ship. And his, his men took all of the valuables aboard, sent all the sail- sailors aboard the ship to St. Vincent Island, and then he burned it. So he's he's marooning sailors. Right, yep. Um, and and taking gold and burning the ship and this this is a pattern that we see again and again with mm-hmm. this man. Teach started burning any ship he came across that hailed from a port which hung pirates. He would hoist his black flag and fire his guns if they fought back. Any ship that hailed from a pirate friendly port would be pilfered and then let go. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> Give me your gold. One of his most famous escapes was to the port of Charlestown in South Carolina. He held up the port, and the town had just the town had just been terrorized by another pirate uh, called Vane. And no vessel, oh, that's a cool name. yeah, no vessel dared to leave port. And inbound vessels sailed on. Trade was completely halted. So the pirates didn't want gold; they wanted medicine. They sent men into town to work out a trade. The pirates were, were given free roam of the streets while the medicine was being retrieved. Can Look, you imagine? When you've got syphilis, you just got to do what you got to do, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All of these, like, fancy women clutching, clutching their literal pearls, right, like, yeah. walking down the street as they're walking past pirates. So anyway, Blackbeard kept his word and let the ships and many captured... Um, let him go basically mm-hmm. after taking 1500 sterling i did not look up what that is in today's money that's gotta be a lot oh yeah probably yeah they set sail for north carolina the gold he acquired must have gotten to him because he made a plan he left 55 of his men marooned on two different islands he then takes 20 of his men and walks right up to the governor of North Carolina and surrenders himself to his majesty. He received a pardon and was allowed to keep the Queen's Anne's revenge. Oh, wow. So he got rid of all these other guys, kept 20 of the best people, surrendered. That's interesting. Yeah. Then he marries a 16-year-old girl. The the governor himself proceeded over the ceremony. He already had as many as 14 other wives. The sea called him again. He sailed to Bermuda and continued pirating immediately. He took the goods from at least four ships on his way. Something made him come back to North Carolina, and he shared his plunder between his men and the governor. He then burned the one ship he had brought back with the Queen Anne's Revenge to destroy the evidence. So he's out pirating, doing his thing, getting all the gold, and then destroying any evidence that he's leaving behind. So the people of North Carolina were sick of Blackbeard shit. So they sent word to the governor of Virginia for help. He put a 100-pound price on Teach's head and a lesser price on any other pirate or pirate associate. And then the lieutenant governor himself sailed to North Carolina. 
When he reached North Carolina, he found Blackbeard's ship, and he engaged with the pirate. Teach threw a cafe bottle. I have no idea what that is. Oh. I th- go on, go on. Okay, onto the ship. Yeah. It was filled with gunpowder and lit, but it did not explode. This left the ship a smoky portal to hell. Blackbeard lit his hair on fire and emerged in the on the lieutenant's ship like the devil himself. And they were just, you know, guns clashing. I mean, imagine, it's like the pirate battles that you always see on, right. you know, on a movie or whatever. And, I mean, he's, he's sitting there, like, lighting his beard and hair yeah. on fire and whatever. Um, but after quite a show of courage, Blackbeard was stabbed and shot. But nevertheless, he persisted. <laughs> <laughs> Until he was beheaded. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I um, a real like the the beard thing. Apparently, he did keep like lanterns in his beard or something like that. Like these, like, yeah, he would. Keep, so he like, wouldn't directly like candle or yeah. So, yeah, like wax or um, and something. that was funny. And yeah, the, it's always reported that it he was, was that's okay. Yeah. And it's always told that yeah, he was stabbed like twenty times and shot five times. And I was, I, I mean, like you can keep stabbing a dead body. Okay, I don't yeah. know, like, <laughs> but um, so uh, yeah, that that. That corroborates pretty much everything I've got through. Um, it's really funny. My first source that I kind of started working from is the nationalparksandservices.gov website. Really? They actually talk about it. Yeah, I mean, he's so kind of famous um, that it worked. Um, yeah, Edward Teach, or, or it could have been Thatch. Thatcher was a really common mm-hmm. name in England. Um, but uh, was probably born in 1660 in Bristol and, and died in 1718. Um it was uh, Robert Maynard who killed him. Um, he was a uh, British lieutenant and later captain in the Navy uh, and was able to find him. Um, it's funny, one, what I have is that Maynard was able to, to find his ship and then they kind of, or two ships found Blackbeard. One engaged and got creamed real fast and then... I think that was the lieutenant governor. Oh yeah, okay, yep, yeah. yeah. And then what Maynard did was look like he abandoned, but he, he had his crew hide in the deck. And then when Blackbeard jumped on, they were like, hey, everyone, let's start taking stuff. Then everyone jumped out, and or then Maynard and his men jumped out and ambushed them as they were, jumped on the deck. So they weren't prepared um, for it. And then the fight came and went through, and then, yeah, he was eventually beheaded. And we, we talked about this. He So he Maynard beheads Blackbeard and, like, collects the reward. How do you verify? Like, what bloated mess would that head be like how you know like <laughs> by the time you got it back to virginia <sighs> exactly yeah yeah i mean well they they tied it to the i don't know if it's the mass of the ship they tied yeah. it to the front of the ship too so it's oh like Lord, with all the sea crows are and, yeah the yeah. eyes are gone and it's just and like this uh, is blackbeard's head beard, was the beard still on fire uh, at that right point? <laughs> yeah like how, how can you prove it how can you disprove it oh very good you're a captain now um here's 100 pounds <laughs> one other fun thing that i love is right before the blockade of charlestown uh teach had apparently awarded himself the rank of commodore um so he was like even though he, he barely made it to a private as a privateer so yeah i i going back to memes i think of that really famous one that's uh uh, photoshopped Obama giving himself a medal. Have you seen that one? Mm-mm. Yeah, there's. It's just. It was Obama giving someone a medal, and they put Obama. So it's Obama giving Obama a medal, and I just imagine well, he this. deserved it. Uh, yeah, he did. He really did. But Edward Teach did not deserve to give himself Commodore. Um, so yeah, he he was a really crazy pirate. Um, I I have a feeling like yeah he should in his work it looks like he came to Jamaica and he kind of got a taste of the early caribbean 
uh, Carolina, just the, the vast riches that were available. Um, it's funny, the Wikipedia article um, kind of discusses how he, by the end of 1718 uh, and, and this sort of the ending of what they kind of call the Pirate Republic, um, what really helped stop the pirate flourishing in that time was slavery because of the like complicated networks and the, the this is when it was really ramping up for the spanish and the english um portuguese french they had to stop these pirates because they were like yo our slaves need to be safe okay so that way we can abuse them later oh so, so they, slavery to kind of perpetu- yeah the, oh, wow. they had to, so, so slave in a way slavery ended the rampant piracy so one one other funny thing um this is a reported there was a reported exchange between uh teach and maynard um so i'm guessing you know maynard is running out from the bottom of his deck and he's like let's get them ambush and edward's like whoa blackbeard's like no they're here to get us and then one of either blackbeard's guys or one of maynard's guys was like i gotta write this down so he pulled out a pen and pad real fast and apparently um <laughs> may or let me see hold on um <laughs> damn you villains who are you and from whence came you the lieutenant made him answer um <laughs> you may see by our colors we are no pirates blackbeard bid him uh send his boat on board that he might see who he was and maynard replied so this is before like yeah. the initial exchange maynard replied um i cannot spare my boat but i will come aboard yours uh, of of you as soon as I can with my sloop. Upon this, Blackbeard took a glass of liquor. Uh-huh. I think that's what you were talking about. A glass of liquor and drank to him with these words. Um, Damnation seize my soul if I give you quarters or take any of you. In answer to what uh, Maynard said, um, that he be expected no quarters from him, nor should he give him any. I mean, <laughs> that's apparently what they said. I like who the was just like, oh yeah, let me write this down. Like I am. It was really great. Um, but yeah, and then... Uh, so Blackbeard... neither one of them are gonna, like, house the other one. I know. They need can... to. I mean, I like, know. And what? can you just, like, these two boats, and they're like, can they even hear each other? Right. I mean, they're just... It's very romantic. Um, and then, yeah, he was killed, and that was really it. And, and it just kind of signaled the end of that... That era of, like, really strong piracy. Um, as it was. And it's funny that... So the... Um, privateers mm-hmm. you know the fact that he was able to get pardoned i mean it, it's it was such a big effective thing uh blackbeard he he had uh, fought some of a lot of the spanish or he had pillaged a lot of the spanish ships and when he did that's that's the main reason why he was really able to get pardoned um because he was messing with england's number one uh, threat on the ocean which right. was the spanish and um so just to be able to do that but then but like i said yeah or like you said he would be able to go right back to pillaging the english ships and just taking them down so it was just really funny how he was able to do that uh so from from a few sources blackbeard was real i i we like i said the uh (laughs) the general history of the pirates is it's really fun to kind of see that we have a great book like that um there's also uh like there are like um i don't know if you would call them jail records but there are certain records that were found that do reference him huh i'm just just said the what is that like the Welsh word for jail. I don't know. Gale. Or, maybe. or it might be Scottish. Yeah, know. maybe. So um, there are a few uh, things like that um, that do sort of verify that he was real. Um, 
but yeah, definitely the the pirates uh, history, the, a general history of the pirates. P y r a t e s, much like mystery. Right. S t o r i e. Um, it's kind of a funny way to put it away. So, I did look up how much money that would have been. Oh yeah. So fifteen hundred dollars or pounds sterling would have been in today's money three hundred and fifty thousand dollars oh nice so it's a lot of money just a clip and, in that yeah, second just yeah split and they said he took their clothes men. too so he, he took lots of valuables that right. weren't just like uh, currency so and the 100 dollar bounty that they put on his yeah. head uh was actually twenty three thousand dollars oh wow yeah maynard that's how you know back then you had to like in the the british especially if you're an officer um, I, if you were in the, the army, the British military, excuse me, um, Navy or whatever, you, you had to pay for everything. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you did get paid, but you had to pay for your meals, your equipment. And if you were an officer, you had to pay to become an officer. You had to, you had to, you had to pay everything. I mean, like, uh, so you'd get what little pay you got was already like taken away. Yeah. Um, and you just basically did it for the rum, you know, like that's yeah. one thing they did was they gave them rum. So that's, I guess that's Wasn't that to sanitize the water though? No, it was to get the, them drunk rationed. so they'd be okay with walking around India and Portugal and <laughs> <laughs> endlessly. <laughs> they that was a huge like draw back then. Um, really? Yeah, they they gave I can't remember how much it was, but they they had a rum ration. It was like um, a liter or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was, like it was a, so you got something a month or something every week yeah. or something. Yeah, I was, I always uh, thought it was to because the water wasn't potable at the time. I'm sure that it was used that way, but they absolutely just like wanted some rum, and you know they were getting that rum from. The Caribbean's. It's all, all a big circle. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cami, thank you for your read-up and write-up from A General History of Pirates. Um, that was a nice little infograph on to... It was insane that this guy went through the whole... I mean, yeah, you could tell he did what he was research on top he could of have it. done yeah, yeah, at the yeah. time. So yeah. I figured it would be fairly accurate. Right. But... Well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Mystery, podcast about myths and history. Uh, if you would like to get in contact with us, mystery with an IE at gmail.com is a great way, or a Facebook group. You can also hit up Cami or I if you'd like. But uh, let us know what you think. We appreciate any feedback, or if you have any suggestions for any myths or histories or legends or anything you want to let us know, we'd be happy to hit it up. Thanks, guys. <laughs>